My name is Femi Greater Heights, and some of the concerns, I'll say concerns that a lot of you have, uh, over the past uh, few days, few weeks, I have some people trying to raise this concern on social media about COVID-19 and they are tracking you, they are tracking you, they installed COVID-19 without your permission. You know those stuff about Bill Gates, about 5G and everyone is still in that euphoria of, um, of conspiracies around coronavirus, around 5G, around tech companies in general. The question now is, why is everyone concerned? Because somebody bumped into the COVID-19 <laughs> API and they just made a fuss about it. Now, this is not the first time I've announced both on the Facebook group and on the show that Apple and Google, that's Apple and Alphabet, Alphabet owns Google, are working on an API. And what would that API do? Now, the API is for contact tracing. You would ask me that uh, are the uh, government authorities not doing contact tracing? Now, unlike Nigeria, where you have China, we have some countries using um, artificial intelligence, using city cams, using cams at the hotel, at the bus station, at the train station, and everywhere is well fitted with closed circuit cameras. Now, that is easy to monitor when somebody moves from the subway to probably to the supermarket, to the mall, or to the bank. But in this part of the world, where we have uh, the manual method, you find out that contact tracing is, oh, with this person is having coronavirus, let's go to this person's house. Now, this person's house, we isolate everyone in the house. Then we isolate everyone that's come in contact with the person and the family. Then we isolate the next person. So there's this tree or this chain of isolation that is not going to cut it when you're doing contact tracing. That is why Google and Apple came together, the two tech giants. <laughs> the two tech giants in the ecosystem said, okay, let us work uh, on an application programming interface, which is API. Now, the API is called uh, Exposure Notifications API. Developers in the house will tell you that APIs are not necessarily software. API is like a messenger, uh, just the way we have um, handshake methods for exchanging packet data on network infrastructures. We have API. So what API does, does is that um, if you get to a house and uh, the house has a gateman or a security guard, you see I'm asking after Femi Greater Heights, right? What uh, the, the, the gateman is going to say is that, okay, wait for me. Let me go and fetch or let me go and inform Femi Greater Heights that someone is at the gate named Susu Suan Su. So an API is more of an interface where you send a request and the API delivers that request and brings you a response. Upon an API, some apps can be built which will be using that API. For example, as the world advances, using this API, government authorities can build robust um, uh, iOS or Android apps and they can say, okay, everyone download this app. Now, it's not going to be headache because it's in system. 
you have that already bundled inside your iOS and you have that already bundled inside your Google services on your phone, which is your Android. So this API, this exposure notification works with two features on your phone. Number one, Bluetooth. Number two, your location icon must be turned on. So these two um, are software features that turns on hardware features must be turned on on your phone for them to work. So if you are this type of person that you feel because currently nobody's enforcing anything on you, you can turn the feature off. In short, the feature is bundled into your, your core files and turned off by default. If you want to, um, if you think <laughs> that I am saying something not correct, go to your Android phone, just pick up your Android phone, then um, move over to your settings, then scroll down, then you're going to see a title, a title or your, your, your menu or sub-menu title called uh, Google. Now, when you click on Google and you tap on Google, you're going to see the first thing. It's going to say, okay, let me just go over to mine. So, okay, I'm going to scroll down to Google. Immediately, you scroll on Google. It's going to open a COVID-19 exposure notification. Uh, so, uh, for iPhone users, you can go to settings, then you scroll to privacy, then you tap on health, then you're going to see COVID-19 exposure login. Not login, so login, <laughs> like logs. So, what does this stuff do? Now, the API creates uh, what we call um, identification keys or we call them random identification uh, numbers which will be rotated every 15 minutes so there is no one custom id or one random id that is attached to your device per time that way nobody can just pick one id and say this id belongs to Femi greater height so every um 15 minutes that particular random id that's why it's called a random id is changed so it's more like a key if I go to the marketplace and my location is turned on and my Bluetooth is turned on and this particular COVID-19 exposure notification is turned on and everyone in the market, let us assume because this system is based on the assumption that everyone has a smartphone. One, everyone is carrying their smartphone. Two, and everyone is turning on the feature, which is three um key factors to the success of this at least for now no government no tech giant is making it by default but if we get to a point where a lot of concerns is around covid19 the government has the power to invoke a particular tech feature if it's going to save everyone's life so have it at the back of your mind that no matter the privacy laws, when it comes to national security, when it comes to health, the government can impose or invoke some certain laws that uh, tell some tech giants to make a feature permanent. So the only thing you will do for yourself is not to have a smartphone, which literally is not possible. The next thing is um, if you move from one person to another, there is an exchange of that random key. So uh, let's give an example, say my random key at this particular moment, at this particular 15 minutes, 
is 15886. Let's say it is six digits. I don't know about this. I've not used the feature. I've not had to use it. So let's say that's 15886. And I move closer to the next person. What happens is that via the API, I exchange my random key and collect the person's random key as well. So if the next person is say 20556, so 20556 is logged into my API, then my own 150, it's 86, right? <laughs> 886 is logged into the person's API. This way, we can keep exchanging keys. So if I change locations, I can exchange keys with over 200 persons if this feature is turned on on their phone. Now, this is where it gets interest interesting. If one person around roadblock tested positive to COVID-19 and the person reports on the app, I have been diagnosed of COVID-19 and for as long as say uh, 15 days, uh, 15 days, which is usually the um, uh, the, the the period of uh, showing of symptoms. So this is between 14 to 15 days. On Android, it is around 14 days. After 14 days, every log on your phone is erased by default. So they are not going to keep logs on your phone. So if a person at roadblock at tested positive to COVID-19 and the person updates on the app that uh, have been tested positive for COVID-19, the app takes the log of everyone this person has come across with. And how did we exchange those keys? It is through Bluetooth and through the location services. So uh, my Bluetooth is on. We transfer the custom uh, random keys through Bluetooth. But where does the location come in? The location tells me the exact range to which I can transfer this particular information. It is not your geographical location. It is just the range, just the range between you and the next person. So if that person updates the API or updates the app that uses the API, let me use it that way, uh, the app will now send notifications to everyone that this guy has come across with, uh, come, co uh, come in contact with both at Roadblock, at Oja, at um, Empire, at uh, Agbogbo, or wherever you are in the world, even in Lagos, anywhere you are in the world, is going to say, okay, this person with so-so-so key that you came across with has been exposed. So the app gives you a recommendation to go for testing. This is really cool. It's just so terrible that when we look at technology, a lot of people see so many complexities. We make life so complex for ourselves. We build so many conspiracies and we make this thing so hard. You can see that this simplifies contact tracing by a whole lot. Rather than the manual tracing that we're doing, this enables you to like NCDC is not looking for you. They are not bundling you into the into into the vehicle. Uh, you will get the notification. The logs are uploaded to a server, and the server updates your phone using push notifications. So it tells you you have been exposed, or this person has been exposed. You came across, or you came in contact with this person. Go for a check, or or uh, or, or isolate yourself. So that is how that st particular stuff works. 
for those of you that um, build so many things around, uh, make life so hard. This is not about uh, people looking for your trouble or trying to, 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 to capture the essence of your life. It is about saving the, the planet. It's about saving the human race from a global catastrophic pandemic called COVID-19. I hope I've been able to break that down for you guys to see the usefulness of that particular API. So if someone asks you or brings the conversation, do not be caged, <laughs> do not be boxed in to say this is going to terrify your life. This is Talk Tech.